0: Insular tumors can have predominantly temporal or frontal extensions. In this case, I'm reviewing the case of a young lady who presented with seizures and was diagnosed with primarily a temporal tumor extending into the insula. As you can see on these MRI sequences, the tumor is relatively large, affects most of the temporal lobe and the medial structures with a portion of the brain herniating across the tentorium and the insula. The tumor does not have any significant amount of enhancement and again extends into the insula and displaces the thalamus and the medial striatum. The resection was conducted via a right frontotemporal craniotomy. Before we proceed with a review of the events in the operation, I would like to review the principles for removal of the tumors adjacent to the medial structures in patients who suffer from epilepsy. The principal decision-making process depends on the location of the dominant hippocampus. Most of the patients are Right handed, and therefore the left hippocampus is dominant. For tumors that are contained or confined within the lateral temporal lobneocortex and come in close proximity of the non dominant hippocampus and also lead to seizures, I remove both the tumor and The non-affected hippocampus in this patient both the hippocampus and the lateral temporal lobe is affected and therefore both structures will be removed however in the patient whose tumor ends just about here and the hippocampus is unaffected the tumor and the non-affected hippocampus will be removed this decision-making process is different if the dominant hippocampus involved in verbal memory is involved or the tumor comes in close proximity of the dominant hippocampus. If the tumor is non-contiguous with the dominant hippocampus but comes in a very close proximity of the hippocampus, I only remove the tumor but preserve the dominant hippocampus. For those tumors that affect and infiltrate the dominant hippocampus preoperative neuropsychological evaluation determines if resection of the dominant hippocampus is indicated. If the patient does not suffer from any dysfunction in his or her verbal memory, removal of the dominant hippocampus is cautioned, as this procedure can lead to disabling dysfunction in memory. Let's go ahead and discuss the nuance of technique for removal of this large tumor. Obviously, the affected neocortex will be removed up to the posterior end of the lateral aspect of the tumor and an anterior to posterior trajectory will be utilized to be able to remove the tumor and obviously enter the ventricle. Entering the ventricle defines the margins and the borders of resection and orients the surgeon regarding achieving adequate resection posteriorly. So the extent of resection more medially is guided by obviously the peel membranes over the sylvian fissure and potentially some of the medial and lateral lenticular arteries. The extent of resection inferiorly is guided by the peel membranes over the basal cisterns, and the PCA as well as the third nerve. Neuronavigation obviously assists with all the steps of the operation. Here's patient positioning and incision. The exposure is primarily temporal and not frontal. You can see the sylvian fissure. The anterior temporal lobe gyri are expanded. Enter temporal vein is compromised, but the vein of Leppe is obviously protected. This is about 4 cm from the temporal tip. A lateral temporal neocortical resection is conducted in standard fashion. The middle fossa floor is identified early. Part of the tumor is removed in the process of lateral neocortical resection. The next step involves removing the tumor over the peel membranes covering the basal cisterns. Obviously, the thick bands of the peel surfaces are used to protect the contents of the basal cisterns. I like this maneuver of using this flat dissector and peeling off the oncus from its peel membranes. You can see the third nerve and the neurovascular structures early The temporal horn is uncovered, the hippocampus is identified. I continue removal of the medial temporal lobe over the peel membranes of the basal cisterns. The third nerve is identified, violation of this membrane is avoided. As you remember, based on preoperative evaluation and imaging, portion of the Medial temporal lobe was herniating around the tentorium, and as you can see, the brain had to be really pulled out, essentially over the pia of the basal cisterns. Next, as you can see, the tumor removal extended until the peel membranes over the saline fissure are exposed. Tumor removal extended more medially until some of the striate arteries are encountered. Neuronavigation guides the extent of tumor removal within the insula. Post-operative MRI demonstrates desirable resection of the tumor with only minimal residual T2 signal change. The final pathology in this patient was consistent with a grade 2 oligodendroglioma. Thank you.